I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the podcast of a woman named Rad and a man named Paul. Welcome to Game for Anything. Hi, I'm Paul. And I'm Rad. And on today's show, the Borderlands movie gets a pretty new trailer, Apple tells consumers to knock it off with the whole phones in rice thing, Lenovo have shown off a transparent laptop, and ring ring, hello, it's a Barbie flip phone! Oh, we certainly have opinions, especially on this new Borderlands movie trailer that came out just a couple of days ago, and it looks like, I'm gonna say a sugar cannon. It looks like a cannon of sugar. (laughs) Yeah, it it doesn't look like a subtle uh, piece of cinema, does it? I mean, they're clearly going for a Guardians of the Galaxy style film about an ensemble. Oh my god, that's what I wrote down! Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. (laughs) They even used Electric Light Orchestra in the trailer. If you watch it, it is almost beat for beat. It feels almost like a parody of a Guardians of the Galaxy style film. And I guess... That's sort of the Borderlands vibe, technically. I mean, Rad, have you played much of the Borderlands games? I wouldn't say much. I've played a little bit. I couldn't even remember which Borderlands <laughs> games. Didn't they do one that was like this weird, almost D&D themed thing where you're like playing out oh, the, yeah. a D&D campaign or something? Yeah, I played a little bit of that one and I've played a bit of one and two, but nothing that has... Uh, Stuck in the memory. Significantly <laughs> stuck in my memory. But the Borderlands games do have a very unique and kind of aggressive aesthetic and vibe to them, I would say. Yeah, if you ever played Saints Row, it's got that sort of level of high-octane tongue-in-cheek. It's kind of like Mad Max meets South Park, and sometimes the fart jokes get a little bit much, but if you were to give it the credence, which I think at times it deserves, the Borderlands series is capable of doing really interesting things with story. So the D&D campaign you talked about actually follows a character called Tiny Tina, and the D&D campaign is her processing her grief over the death of one of the main characters. So the campaign is like her make-believe sort of illustrating her grieving process. So yes, it's a stupid game with guns that shoot butts or whatever, but it is also a game written by people who are quite good writers. And I think that's why people have what I would generously call some mild misgivings about this trailer. Wait, why would that give them misgivings? Wouldn't it give them confidence that this is like going to be an interesting and well-written movie following a good storyline? Well, the trailer didn't instill me with confidence. I mean, partly because it feels like a very big budget sort of Guardians ripoff. But there was a point in the trailer ad where it said it was from the producers of Uncharted, Spider-Man and Venom. Now, they've hidden Spider-Man in a shitty film sandwich there, but the, the thing is, as we've talked about before, video game films do not have a storied history of being excellent. Now, as for which Spider-Man, I've done some research, and it turns out one of the producers here has been involved production-wise on every single Spider-Man film. And obviously that's a What? Lo- yeah, that's a lot of Spidey. And they've not all been good. Across both Sony and Marvel? Yes, now, because the ownership of Spider-Man by Sony has been a bit of an odd, like, yeah, he's always there. He's like Sp- Spidey's best friend. Yeah, he's, he's hired by, that actually is Spider-Man, and he's hired as a consultant for accuracy. 
It's directed by Eli Roth, who did the Hostel films, and he's done a bunch of really interesting... You know, Eli Roth is an interesting director with a certain level of energy, which I feel is a good fit. But I guess during the trailer, when you had the characters driving through a place called Pisswash Gully and then getting covered in piss... What is that smell? Pisswash Gully. Ew! Put the window up! I don't want it! Roll the window up! Roll the window up! It's Pete. It's Pete. Why do you think it's called Pisswash? How did I get the name? It's in my mouth! I went, okay, that's the that's the sort of tone of this film that we're going to be dealing with. The casting for this one is also very, very interesting to me because, you know, as you just said, it's got some maybe piss and fart jokes. Uh, but one of the lead characters is played by the queen herself, Kate Blanchett. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, get it. I don't get it. Nor do I. She is a she is a goddess in human form. And on the one hand, there's a bunch of stuff going on online, Rad, about there's a bit of ageism coming up because people are saying she's too old to be playing Lilith, who is the character that she you know that she's based on in the video games. Lilith is a younger woman. To that, I would say, who gives a shit? But I keep thinking about this quote, Rad, from Michael Caine, and he famously said about Jaws three. He famously said. Ruby the size of a tangerine. <laughs> and sh- Was that the quote you wanted to bring up from yeah, Michael Caine? Yeah, and shortly after that he said, One minute, I've never seen the film, <laughs> but by all accounts it was terrible. However, I have seen the house that it built and it is terrific. <laughs> Basically, Michael Caine, a celebrated, incredible actor, who, as, as established, has a ruby the size of a tangerine. <laughs> Michael Caine knew that sometimes you had to... Sometimes you just have to do the job job so that you can go off and do the passion projects between jobs. And by that account, Kate Blanchett does not look like she is phoning in a single second of this apparently quite silly movie. Okay, I would have walked in saying Kate Blanchett can do anything. I believe in her. I love her. Mm-hmm. But if I'm being honest, after watching that trailer, I did think, I don't know if Kate Blanchett can do this. <laughs> because she she embodies this self-assuredness that sits in kind of the realm of calm, right? Like there's different ways of being self-assured. And hers is calm. And I feel like any self-assuredness that Lilith has is filled with more energy. It's more, you know, in your face. And Kate Blanchett trying to do like a spunky character. <laughs> I'm so sorry to use that word, but I'm going to. Trying to bring some spunk to the table. It just didn't quite hit for me. And look, on the age thing, I, I'm i kind of in two minds about it because like we have, you know, 30-year-olds playing uh, teenagers in high school kind of based films all the time. Mm. And we just accept that. But it is also still kind of sucky and weird. Like there is something nice about uh, being able to lose yourself in a film because the actor resembles the character that they're playing, mm. you know? Yeah. Like I don't think it's controversial to say that that's a, a important part of liking a film. So... I then think that if you want an older actress playing the character, fine, but you need to tailor the character then to be Lilith when she is that age, rather than having Kate Blanchett trying to play a 21-year-old. How do you do, fellow kids? 
What? Like having a skateboard and a backwards cap walking into a high school. <laughs> <laughs> like, I completely get you. And on that point, Jamie Lee Curtis plays Tannis in the film. And Jamie Lee Curtis is, I think, in her like, late 60s, potentially. And Tannis is a 30-year-old woman in the game. So they've aged up a few of the characters. But for me, the problem, right, is that you've got actors impersonating video game characters. And a lot of people are saying, why not get the voice actors in? Now, granted, voice acting is a completely different field. You do, however, have Jack Black doing a Claptrap impersonation when you could just get the guy who does Claptrap to do the Claptrap voice, right? Like, that one seems a little bit egregious to me. I think they're going for star power. Mm. Because you look at the lineup, you're right, it's Kate Blanchett, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Hart, Ariana Greenblatt, who was uh, the young girl in the Barbie movie. So they've gone for a star-studded cast, and I think that that's part of it. You don't want guy who voiced Claptrap in video game, who I don't even know. Or Jack Black, well-known fella. It does feel a little bit zeitgeisty. At this point, I'm expecting them to announce Pedro Pascal as, like, Ballsack McGunzerker. Like, they're just <laughs> chucking in huge popular actors in these roles. is totally fine, but this also smacks of a film which has been in development for so long that potentially when they first cast Kate Blanchett, maybe she was a little, like, you know... <laughs> No, seriously, because this happens. Like, people age out of roles, but because it's Cate Blanchett. And you know what? If Hugh Jackman can come back for Deadpool, right, and Hugh Jackman is not a young man, if he can get back in shape and kick the shit out of Ryan Reynolds on set in a superhero film, dye his hair, get back into character, then I guess we need to extend the same courtesy to Cate Blanchett. Yeah, look, it really isn't about age. It's just about tailoring the character and story Mm. to the actor that's playing it if you want to keep your Cate Blanchett, which obviously you would. If she says yes, you're saying yes. Yeah. And also related to that, I don't know if I feel like Kate Blanchett has the spunk to do what they were trying to do with it. On that point, I agree. And there is, there's got to be a way to say no to celebrated actors requesting video game roles. Like if Judy Dench said she wanted to play Ellie in The Last of Us, you'd have to go, look, Judy, you're She's great. Allowed. She's absolutely allowed. <laughs> That's, but wait, do you keep Joel the same age? <laughs> or do you age Joel up? <laughs> Proportionately, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's getting older. <laughs> yep. And including the clickers. Everyone is older, right? So the threat is proportionate to the... God, I watched that show. Look, I love trashy video game films when they are okay with being what they are, which is just mm-hmm. silly. It's just cotton candy and it's fun. This looks like it is going to lean into that. It doesn't look like it's trying to be a cinematic masterpiece. It's just trying to be really polished and poppy. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it is fun. I do worry a bit that it's going to miss the mark. Also, because I feel like Borderlands humor is quite old now, it, it, you know, yeah. and it doesn't look like they've tried to freshen it up. It looks like they've tried to stay true to the source material, which is also cool. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. When does it come out? It comes out August the 9th this year. Which is actually pretty soon, but something that is not going to be coming out for quite some time, possibly ever, <laughs> is <laughs> Lenovo's ThinkBook transparent display laptop that they just showed off as a concept at Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. So when you say transparent, what do you mean? Do you mean it's... Are we talking, like, how much of this thing is transparent? And that sounds expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a drawing tablet and then a hinge and then a glass or transparent panel that works as the display. So it's it's going full minority report slash dread slash 
every other bloody sci-fi thing that has done a transparent screen because no one wants to shoot a shot of just the back of a laptop covering a an actor's face. You want to see all the cool little things moving in front, you know? Yeah. So so that's that's what's happening now. <laughs> So what's the goal here when you create something like this? Are you trying to get it into production or are you trying to say something about the state of humanity? Like sometimes concept things like, <laughs> for example, concept cars seem to be a really fun postmodern idea that shouldn't be taken any further. Is this, do you think, going to become a thing? I think it's going to become a thing. So there's a couple of companies that have already dipped a toe into transparent displays. Samsung showed something off in like 2010. Uh, LG mm-hmm. have their signature T-transparent TV that's been shown off multiple times. So it's kind of like foldables. It feels like one of the next steps in screen technology that people are starting to look at and hope to move into. So for foldable screens, Samsung and Oppo, I think are like the main ones who are currently making consumer products in that space. Mm-hmm. When it comes to transparent screens, I feel like the cell is potentially a little less obvious. Like with a foldable, right? It's all about getting more screen real estate for less pocket real estate. Right. But with a transparent screen, like when do I need to see through my laptop? I need to see what's on my laptop nice and clear. <laughs> yeah. But actually, no. Now I'm, I'm, I'm chewing through this as we speak. I do think that there's a place for augmented reality things like Apple's Vision Pro or like mm. Google Glasses where there's sort of an augmentation and some screen where you are still connected to the real world. I just don't know if a laptop is the device for that kind of technology, but being a concept piece, it's still you know just testing out what they can do with this kind of hardware. Having said that, Lenovo have justified it by saying that it's for artists and you can use it as like a real life light box. Like, so you can put it up to trace, basically. over something and then trace it. Yeah. You could use tracing paper or a light box for that. Like why have a computer yeah. that you look for me, I'm sitting here going, this is like the computer equivalent of a pair of platform disco shoes with fish in them. Like this seems a little <laughs> bit, a little bit silly. Or having said that, you know, I like my stuff sort of, tactile i also don't know what this will feel like in my brain it feels like a like are you touching a gooey kind of mushy soft thing or is it like what like how does it why would it be soft when have you ever touched a laptop that was soft when have i ever seen a laptop that was transparent rad the the future's here (laughs) (laughs) well actually you would hate this then because instead of having a normal like tactile keyboard with keys on it it's just Mm. a flat pad that brings up a projection of a keyboard and then you like use it as a touchscreen because again they're like it's for artists and the bottom piece can be used as a drawing pad as well which i don't know why you would need when the screen is also a drawing pad but more pad for your for your peso But obviously there are a lot of challenges when it comes to uh, new technologies like transparent displays. Uh, For this one, currently the 17.3 inch display only goes up to 720p, which may as well be stabbing you in the eyes. (laughs) Yeah, like why not not just f***ing run me over in traffic, guys? Like 720p, (laughs) my grandmother would call bullshit on that. (laughs) She's blind. (laughs) And also, apparently, this screen doesn't have a mechanism via which it can go fully opaque if you just want to use it as a, like, quote-unquote traditional screen. So it's always Mm -hmm. a little bit see-through, which (laughs) 
You want choice, right? You want choice. Yeah, you want a computer that isn't like Marty McFly trying to make his parents fuck so he doesn't disappear. Like, I want something... I don't want... <laughs> what? What is that going to do with anything? Well, you know how when he... Like, he's playing, like, um, you know, he's playing little Richard and he's not... He's playing... You know, the parents... He's starting to fade away. You, can't even, you can't even explain yourself because it's so disgusting and not related. People completely understand what's happening here. I'm saying this no, computer no, is like... it. I don't want a computer that's half there and half not there at all times. Just give me the thing. Stop making this weird. And speaking of making it weird, I'm sorry, Brad. I'm sorry about that whole thing. <laughs> now I just uh. think that you're constantly, like, maybe 20 to 30% thinking about Marty McFly trying to get his parents to do the do. If he didn't, he wouldn't have uh, he wouldn't have gotten back to the future, Brad. Yeah, then they'd have to change the name of the film to Died in the Past. <laughs> Imagine if Marty McFly did have sex with his mom. Imagine if he did. He, he kind of wanted to. It made me very uncomfortable as a kid. The pitch for that film must have been a nightmare. He doesn't go back to kill Hitler. Yeah, of all the things he could do, he could go back to, like, write some real wrongs in history, but instead he's like, I'm going to go flirt with my mom. That's a, a big bruise you have there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Speaking of things in the past coming back to the future, Nokia is a name that we all know and love from the early era of phones where it was perfectly acceptable to run them over with your car because they simply would not break. And they're kind of back at it. So Nokia is the, these are like the Stonehenge of phones, right? These are the ones that you paid for text per word and played snake on in class. These are old school phones. Why are they back? And what are they doing? Okay, that is slight misinformation on my part because they never actually like died. They've still been making phones, just nowhere near the same popularity that they used to be. But HMD, who have been selling phones under the Nokia brand name, are mm. apparently going to be releasing a Barbie branded flip phone in July. A lot to unpack here. Mm. Barbie phone could mean a small phone the size of which Barbie could use. It could mean a large phone <laughs> that looks like the kind a real size Barbie could use. Or it could mean a phone in a Barbie that folds at the waist. What are we talking about here in terms of the actual... <gasps> Actually, you know what? What? I would go that. Me too. That's avant-garde. I'm into it. But wait, is she, is, is she bending inwards or outwards? She would have to bend inwards like a, like right, a person, so, Touching right? her toes. Yeah, like yes. doing a... Okay, so touching her toes, not bending backwards. Okay, cool. Cool. Back when I was a kid, I had a gymnastics Barbie and all of her joints were articulated and you could just like... Yeah, she could she could flip phone fold herself. <laughs> Are you sure this isn't a regular Barbie that you just fucked up beyond repair? <laughs> no, but the regular Barbies back in the day, I really loved chewing their legs. <laughs> like from the knee down, That's it was a... like a different a different material. It was like rubberized. Oh, is that so that you could get the shoes on? So that it was easier to kind of get the shoes on the feet potentially? Um, Maybe. I think maybe it was also, you know, what? I don't know. 
I don't. Huh. I have no idea. Maybe it was just like a flexibility thing. It was just the it was just the material that they used, and you could also like snap her knees, uh, hyperextended, and then back a little bit, which was also very satisfying. It was a very wonderful tactile toy. It's really nice to know that even as a child, you never skipped leg day. <laughs> <laughs> Barbie flip phone. Okay. So (laughs) this is, I would say, one of the most interesting brand deals that I've seen recently. Uh, Because obviously Barbie is very big right now. After the Barbie Mm. movie, everyone loves the color pink again. And we're all on the Barbie train. And she, when she became a modern woman, was very flip phone oriented. I do believe there were sets released with her having a flip phone. I remember seeing ads, you know, woman on the go, cosmopolitan, chat, chat, chatting with her friends because she's social. (laughs) She's Barbie. That's what she does. Uh, So in some ways, having a Barbie themed accessory or phone for adults at this juncture makes sense. But what doesn't make sense is a Nokia branded phone that's probably gonna have quite limited technologies in it, right? It's not a Samsung Z Flip that's, you know, still a smartphone. I think it's gonna be an old school Nokia flip phone, just probably pink. But how is, okay, so I'd like to provide a gentle counterpoint. I have a friend who has avoided smartphones his whole life. Now, granted, it is a massive handicap in some ways, but he said it's incredibly liberating to have a phone that only makes calls and can text people. So is there not something sort of refreshing and analog about having a throwback phone that also removes you from some of the noise and clutter of this modern life? No. <laughs> I'm asking the wrong person. The only the only benefit that flip phones have is yeah. that after you make a threatening call, you can grab eyes <laughs> the side of the phone and twist it to break it so that no so the cops can't find you. No, it's when you finish a hit and you say it's done and then you twist it and then you throw it in a bin and walk away without looking back, right? Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, it's yeah, that you- or it's it's when you call your loved one just after you fake your death and say, I'm sorry, I can never see you again. And then you twist the phone and break it and throw it in the bin right. in the rain. I've always, um, have a good life, Ken. Snap, walk away. That's the next film. That's the end of the next film. I, this is the kind of product where I would like to have it just to see what it feels like in my hand. But also it seems like a walking affectation, like a big pink Barbie phone. I'm assuming it's going to have some kind of branding on it. Or is this a really cool in-universe prop style thing? Is this going to look like a phone that Barbie would hold that's been like blown up, honey, I shrunk the kids style? Look, we don't know yet. They are saying Mm. that it's going to be a whole new device because, quote, Barbie's not the kind of brand that you go... Here's an off-the-shelf solution. That's exactly what it is. That's that's what I would say. You motherfuckers. <laughs> they haven't they haven't released any images of what this phone is going to look like. They've only released they've uh-huh. only released um, promotional images of Barbie, like the toy Barbie holding yeah. a small pink flip phone. If they're releasing a fully functional flip phone, which is like what three quarters of an inch, and it actually works. 
you know, like a like a clown tricycle, like really small like phone. Like a like a Zoolander phone. Yeah, and then yes, a Zoolander phone, and then if you swallow it, you can take calls for the next ten hours, and then just make sure oh no God. one's on the phone for that tenth hour, right? So I think, look, there's a lot to work with here. Uh, obviously, uh, we're in uncharted territory, and good luck to Nokia with their future strange pink endeavors. Well, look, the phone picture does appear to be injection molded plastic with a sticker. So I'm gonna say, from what we know so far, the hardware specs aren't quite there to be competitive in this market. <laughs> Guys, it's a really cheap phone to make, frankly. It's plastic and stickers. It's just, and you know what? If you swallow a phone made of that and the sticker comes off, just get a new one. It's fine. But there are phones which you shouldn't get wet. Now, the other day, Rad, uh, we were speaking about meaty rice, if you recall. And I have a meaty rice story, by which I mean it's quite a substantial story. You know that trope? about dropping your phone in liquid and the thing you meant to do is like put it in rice because rice will absorb the moisture thereby fixing the wet phone. You've heard about this, right? I've heard about this. I personally have never, um, I'm going to say believed or thought that that's a good way to go. I feel like more just trying to drain the liquid out as much as possible turn it off and leave it somewhere really, really warm on a hot day is really great. That's what I would do, but, you know, I guess... Look, I also don't think rice has ever elsewhere been known for its, like, significant moisture-absorbing qualities, particularly from just, like, air. Wouldn't you go, like, the silicon packets in, in pill bottles and stuff? No, I'm, I'm completely with you. But the thing is, because it's been this... It has almost been an urban myth since, I think, 2007, 2009. Some tech blog mentioned it. And then TV shows and movies started working it into typically, like, romantic comedy or crime stories about people who've dropped their phones. So I recently was re-watching Elementary, which is the Sherlock Holmes set in America show with Lucy Liu and Johnny Lee Miller. Anyway, the bad guy right, has a rice allergy. And I can't recall how they figure this out. But anyway, they go to his house to find a piece of crucial evidence because they think he's, he took the phone off the guy he killed. And they see this big bag of basmati rice on this shelf. And they go back to the interrogation room like, ah, why would you have rice if you're allergic? And it turns out he put his clothes in the wash, realized the guy's phone was in there, quickly took it out, put it in the bag of rice, and they pull it out and go, ha ha, we gotcha. And it was sort of this big gotcha moment. No, no, no. Number one... Very, 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 very few people are allergic to rice. It's kind of like almost famous for being a low allergen food. Number sure. two, if you're buying rice for the sole purpose of putting a phone in it, you're not buying basmati. Basmati no. is a premium rice. That's an expensive rice. That's right. You're going for short grain or something. This is ludicrous. Rice was, whether it was done properly or not, Rad, becoming this sort of delicious ex machina, which was popping up in crime dramas for years. And it became a thing in real life. People started watching the films and TV shows and were putting their wet phones in rice. And Apple has officially just said, knock it off. Now, Rad, this is one of those... (laughs) tech things where you as a tech guy have clearly, you, you clearly don't like the idea of putting phones in rice. You think it's very silly, but their recent kind of list of do's and don'ts finishes with, don't put your iPhone in a bag of rice. Doing so could allow small particles of rice to damage your phone. Now, I like that they've finally come out and said this, but 
what worries me is, is that so many people have been doing it that they've actually had to address it. Like, how much of a scourge has this been for people at the smart bar who've been getting handed phones full of rice? It definitely is one of those... Uh remedies i'm going to say that's become common knowledge it's it's a modern day old wives tale isn't it but i would also think that apple may not need to actually say this anymore because their phones have been waterproof for like a couple years now and obviously they've been changing things like usb ports i mean the phone seems to have moved on from this point is this because they're trying to avoid a very specific lawsuit or are they just no longer in the pocket of big rice yeah like why would they wait until now to say it because i was just thinking their phones aren't just waterproof rated anymore they're also dust proof rated which i would think means you're allowed to put your phone in a bag of rice <laughs> now more than ever <laughs> it's like the bowling ball test like we want you to do it like, chuck it in water, yeah. put it in rice, fuck it, we don't care, these phones can take anything. I mean, like, at the end of a major, major release from Apple, they're saying, please don't put... Look, the... what if there's other more... What if there's other products which are much better at this? Like, other food products. I was trying to think of what other food products could be more cost-efficient, but also better at being desiccants than rice. Like, would flour work? Are you looking at a nice pearl couscous? Like, what's the best thing to get moisture out of phones? It turns out they've actually said, like what you said, leave it on a counter to dry and it will work almost twice as well as putting it in f***ing rice. This reminds me of another piece of counterintuitive knowledge that I have, which is if you're fishing, this is very specific, yeah. if you're fishing and the fish gets deep hooked, as in it swallows the entire hook instead mm -hmm. of just going through the lip, the survival rate of the fish is more like 80% if you simply cut the line and leave the hook in there but if you try to pull the hook out it's more like five percent oh right so if you're worried about a phone ruining your rice just leave it in the bag and cook around <laughs> this <is what> you're <laughs> saying. i don't i don't know what i'm saying i don't know what i'm saying anymore and thus that is the end of this episode of game for anything i'm rad that's paul you're you and we'll see you next time When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.